Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. This is Annie Wagner, your host. Happy, beautiful December, everyone. Wishing you so much warmth and peace, ease, and grace over this holiday season and beyond. Thank you also for being here. I am so grateful for the continuous feedback. It is such a joy nourishing this passion project of mine and diving into sacred conversations with my guests. On that note, if you are interested in being a guest, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can find me at anniewagoner.com or on Instagram at Core Nourishment. And if you haven't already done so, if you wouldn't mind just taking a quick second and heading on over to Apple Podcasts and offering a rating and a review, I would so appreciate it. So today, episode 52 is actually part two with the incredible Tammy Sallenberger. If you didn't already have an opportunity to listen to episode 51, take a moment to cue that up. You may choose to listen to that one first and then come back to this one or vice versa, but I strongly recommend you listening to episode 51. Just a review, Tammy is a transformational therapist, internal family systems expert. She's an author and producer and host of her podcast, The One Inside. And in this episode, we dive deep. Tammy opens up all about being in a long distance relationship. We share about our contradictory parts and feelings that arise, especially in relation to others and learning to see those moments as gifts and how to soften back to curiosity versus remaining in shame and feeling unlovable. Tammy's realness, her authenticity, and courage are so beautiful. I am absolutely grateful for this conversation and her willingness to demonstrate the power of vulnerability and compassion. If you are interested in reaching out to her directly, purchasing her book, or subscribing to her amazing podcast, head on over to her website, TammySellenberger.com. Enjoy. Tammy, it's so good to see you again. It's good to see you. It's fun to be with you again. I love an experience together. I know. I again, I'm like, you're only around the corner. I want to jump through and just give you a big hug and <laughs> chat over tea, but we'll we'll make that happen soon. Yeah, I believe that for sure. Yeah. So I know you and I have been chatting for a little bit before I just hit record. Um, but I'd love to know, like, just right in this moment, like what's nourishing you? What's nourishing your soul and your heart? Yeah, I feel like um, I'm feeling really raw. So it's, you know, a couple of weeks before Christmas. And, um, you know, we were talking about, I know we're going to talk about long distance relationships, but I'm in a long distance relationship and he left two weeks ago. Um, so I have, you know, and then, but I'm going to see him this week. So there's sort of, you know, all this kind of rawness around uh, him not being here. Um, especially when I'm feeling more stressed and exhausted and my dog's been sick and I'm shopping for Christmas and, um, there's, you know, stuff with my ex that's been bothering me and stuff with my son. So it's sort of like all this stuff that I feel like I would want a partner to be here, to be with me and to, 
um, just not feel alone in it. And so, um, and so I think that's one of the hard things about being in a long distance relationship. Just to jump in, this doesn't answer your question. I'm going to answer your question, but sort of this is the background of sort of what's nourishing me is I'm feeling like, you know, I might like my part. So what could be nourishing me is sort of a partner and going to, going to do something fun with a partner. Like let's go drive and see Christmas lights or let's, you know, something that's fun. Um, that that you would want to do with with a partner and i was partnered for um you know i was married for 25 years last year would have been 25 years before we split up um and so i just i've lived most of my life with a with with someone and so you know there's parts of me that really looked forward to being alone because i've never been alone i've never lived alone um, and there still are, there's still, I really enjoy living alone. I live with my son and my dog, but you know, I've never lived alone as an adult. And so to answer your question, cause I'm rambling to answer your question. When I, when I said that about Christmas lights, um, I remembered that last night I, I got together with some friends, um, cause it's my birthday month. And so we got together and we had a really fun time. And on my way home, I drove up along the beach, even though it was dark. And I listened to the waves and I saw the Christmas lights on all the big houses. And that felt fantastic. Like that felt nourishing because the beach isn't that far from us. The ocean isn't that far from where we live. And so um, it was really good. That felt like, okay, you know, sort of, you know, and I don't feel alone. I don't feel alone. I feel connected to myself into the divine, into the, into nature and, um, with the Christmas lights and the ocean. And that was, um, yeah, that was exactly what I needed in the midst of just all the stuff I just mentioned. It was, it was perfect. Hmm. Thank you, Tammy. What a gift. And I'm smiling because I'm thinking it back to our first episode that we just recorded a couple of weeks ago and went live. And when I asked you that same question, you you looked up and you looked around and you mentioned the Christmas lights that you had just put up to decorate. And so what I love is that, that that shows up for you. And, and I feel, and I I think I mentioned this the first time, but like, it's like this um, energy that just fills you up. It's, it's the senses coming alive. It's the sight of the lights and the, the, whether they're colorful or just bright white. Um, And I'm imagining that light just as you really connect with that sight and then the sounds around you because I think you also mentioned Christmas music maybe in the first one or that's right I completely forgot about that I'm now imagining imagining the waves and just the energy there that's connected to the waves washing through you despite feeling perhaps like heaviness or sadness or chaos you know letting that like letting that nourishment you're inviting it in and staying present with it and that is beautiful divine connection so I'm glad that you're able to feel as you use the word connected, despite simultaneously feeling like waves of loneliness that are showing up um, in contrast to, to the gift of partnership that you are experiencing. And I think that's, Oh, that's like the hardest. That's like one of the hardest pieces is like, I know for me, you know, having been balancing a long distance relationship for a few years, it's, I like, I'm, I'm constantly reframing and saying to myself in those moments, like I would much rather be in this relationship than not and have him in my life. Um, 
and be going through this, you know, um, and it can, it can suck. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, no. And I think, you know, that's such a good, um, it's such a good thought because I will often say, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm in a relationship. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I only feel like I'm in a relationship when he's here. Um, and so when we're, when, he, when he's not, or when I'm there. And so when he's not here, or I'm not there. It doesn't really feel like I'm in a relationship. And, um, and not that it feels like I'm single because I don't really, I don't feel that at all. But, um, and so I've, and I've thought about that. Like, so there's something about a long distance relationship for me that feels like, um, the word that's coming up a lot for me is like, like stable or unstable or like destabilizing. Is that a word? Destabilizing. Like there's something about it. That's like, I'm either like, I'm either there, but my life is here or he's here, but he doesn't really live here. So then it's sort of like, he's a guest, but he's not really a guest anymore or we're missing each other. <laughs> so, so, so every, every month we see each other once a month. And so it's this, so there's a sort of piece of these parts of me that often feel like there's something unstable. Like I, it almost feels like I'm not grounded. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I, and then, and then it feels like my whole world feels like I feel, I feel ungrounded in my world. Um, and that feels very uncomfortable for me. Um, and then what happens for me is that I have parts that are like, he needs to move here. And I'm going to laugh. He needs to move here and we need to get married, which is, we've only been, you know, dating online or like, you know, on FaceTime and doing this back and forth thing for a year. So that's just crazy. Like, he's not going to move here and like, we're not going to get married. Like, but this part of me is like, that's what I want to happen like now, because, because I think that feels stable or I have another group of parts who call them polarized. So one part's like, he's moving, we're getting married. That needs to happen. And then this other part's like, we're breaking up with him because either one of those things would bring stability. Yeah. I think other problems, but like it, that, so these parts of me, they're like, I'm just craving some stability. And to feel, yeah, as you said, grounded, because from what I'm hearing and I can relate, Tammy, it's like constant transitions and then constant um, well, maybe not. I was gonna say extremes. I, I will speak for myself that at times I'm like, I feel like I'm in these extremes. I'm like in extreme as mom mode, you know, and then the kids are with their dad and stepmom, and then and then you know, maybe Anthony's home and we are like like extreme and like all in, like partner, like this, and then I, you know, it's all the emotions and excitement and anticipation, and then expectations, yes. and then also like oh, but just also craving just to, can we just land however we are and not have any expectations and just love each other in these spaces and in the in-between and the the messiness or like the rawness of it. But it's it's so, it's constant pivoting. It's constant practice of, as you, yeah, just desiring the stability yet um, learning to accept the instability. Which is so hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hard. And and um I love that. I think that's so true. Right. So and there is this extreme intensity, like sort of this intensity when we're together because we don't get to be in person. You know, we get to be in person once a month. So that that's intense. And then when I'm with my son, it's like that's intense. And even the self-care, like I had the day off, you know, by myself yesterday. So I'm like, it's like self-care to the max. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> 
it's everything all this, but it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm going to do every single thing that you would ever want to do with you. If you were a mom and you had a day to yourself, I'm like, I'm doing it all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But right. So, but then that is a really hard place to live, to, to stay in that place and to kind of, to go. Yeah. It doesn't, my system doesn't love that. That, Mm -hmm. that feels chaotic. That feels distant. Is destabilizing a word? It feels destabilizing. I like that. Let's make it a word if it's not. (laughs) You know, so you and I are talking about about how kind of like the stuff in our life now, how that could potentially mirror stuff in our childhood. Mm, I was about to ask you, Tammy, like when you feel unsafe in this instability, what does it remind you of or what does that bring up for you? Yeah, and that is not too. Exactly. It's such a great question because I think other people, so Henry and I have talked about, you know, other people could probably handle the long distance relationship better than we can. Neither one of us handle this very well, (laughs) but, you know, other people could probably, they have different childhood issues or different parts, different internal parts um, could handle it differently. Like if they were more go with the flow or if they were more, you know, didn't, didn't, you know, maybe had, you know, other you know, maybe to use like attachment, sort of had had maybe more secure attachment in their childhood than, um, so I have, you know, I have sort of childhood stuff, of course, and then I have a really long marriage um, that I think a lot of, in a lot of ways, resembled some of the same stuff that happened in my childhood. It sort of just played it out, right? Like sort of stuff, childhood stuff gets played out in our relationships. And so, you know, I think that's the thing with this relationship that's really cool about the long distance is there's enough space that I can actually see some of my old stuff being played out and like, okay. And what I've said, you know, what I started saying a year ago is if I want the same, if I want the same kind of relationship I had in my marriage, then I can keep showing up the same way. Mm -hmm. But if I do not want the same type of relationship I had in my marriage, which I do not, then I need to do something different. It's not just about picking a different partner, which a part of me was like, you just pick a different partner. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and I don't know if you have found this, but it's actually like, no, because the same, because I'm there and I'm bringing the same stuff and the same parts of me. And, oh, guess what? I can't blame my, my poor ex, because he's not here. And so I can't blame him because this is my stuff and it's being played out. Mm. So, you know, when, you know, if I have some attachment stuff that I got from my mom, you know, so you and I are talking about some of this attachment stuff that comes up for me around being loved or not being lovable or being a mistake. And so, um, so I could have these vulnerable exile parts that really believe that they're unlovable and then you know, believe that they were a mistake. And so then I have these, so those are sort of my exiled parts that hold that. And then I have other parts then that kind of protect them. They do things to make, sh- to ensure that I'm lovable or to ensure, or act as if I don't care if you love me or not. Um, or to make sure that I'm needed or to make sure that, um, you know, almost, almost, I think their parts may almost want to create a dependency because then I'll feel safe. So yeah. you depend on me, you're, you know, so into me, then that is love, which I'm putting in quotes. And then that, you know, those protectors work really hard to sort of create something that then feels safe to those, those parts of me. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? 
Yeah, no, yeah. That definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, and I can relate so intensely just to that part, you know, just the desire, you know, and I do believe it's a human desire to just to be loved, you know, and accepted for who we are at our core. You know, we're born, we're, we're born lovable, but, you know, at some point, as you said, like, in, and um, referred to like in our childhood, depending on our, our parents, our caregivers, our environment, you know, there's certain messages we receive, you know, non-verbally that, that, you know, we start to dance with is, is love conditional. Okay. Oh, it's, it seems like it is. So then I, I, if I do this, then I, oh, okay. Now I'm, I'm receiving that praise or I did this and, oh, that was, uh, even by body language, like that's not accepted. That's not okay. So I must, I must not do that. You know, I have to shut that part of me down. You know, um, I'm being kind of vague, but, but I'm, I've, I've realized in, in, you know, it is, it's when we're in relationship and not even just with our partners, but with our kids or our friends or people or work, you know, people we work with, it's that, that though, that we get to practice and we kind of bump up against these things. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, you know, with you, Tammy, at the part that the protector part of you, that's like, yep, yeah, let me just call this off. Like I might as well just break this off because, because then I won't be triggered or I won't be, um, feeling like I'm unlovable or not worthy of this. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And we can, you know, I have a really big, so what I've really discovered is I have really big, like, let's call this off parts. And I think that's what happened in my marriage a very long time ago. I just was like, I'm out. Even though I didn't leave the marriage, I think in so many ways I was out. I wasn't there anymore. Um, and so what I noticed that about this new relationship is there are these subtle ways I do that. Um, and then you add the long distance, which is, which is, this, you know, relationships are hard anyways. And then you add this long distance thing in it. And it's sort of like, okay, well, if I'm out, if I'm sort of removing myself, I'm removing my attention. I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not even here anymore. Then that is a huge problem. If it's a long distance relationship. Yeah. So, you know, but the cool thing is, I think some of this stuff, I don't know that I would have seen. So, so the parts of me, I don't know that I would have seen as clearly if it wasn't a long distance relationship. Yeah, there are definitely gifts as challenging and hard as it is, like the, the gifts that, that you are getting to learn and break through and realize and, and grow through Tammy, because this long distance is beautiful. And that like, here we are a year later and you're still choosing, you know, today to stay and to be in it as hard as it is at times. Um, yeah. yeah. I, have a, I have a friend that's like, that's like, you guys are so committed to each other. And I was like, are we? But I was like, yeah, I mean, we have to, we have to work really hard, right? We have to work really hard to talk or text or see each other. Like those things don't happen easily you know it takes a with job schedules and money and you know it, it's not um and you know you know that from having being in a long distance relationship like you have to be really intentional and um and there is a big commitment factor um so this is the other thing that happened for me is is I have and this is a really cool thing for people to think about where um we're like you know I like sort of these parts of me that feel like unlovable and that gets played out and don't feel worthy and um and then but but actually, if I look at behavior, I'm like, this is a guy that has jumped through every hoop that I put out there. But I'm like, here's this crazy idea. He's always done it. 
who flies to see me. Like there's sort of this, there's like a list I could give you of behaviors. And then there's a feeling that, that I'm having that does not match the facts. Yeah. That is where I'm like, okay, that really helps me look at like, okay, what is going on? Because for me to be having these feelings, this part of me that doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's beautiful work for me to do because then it's like, okay, this doesn't make sense given the facts of the situation. Um, and so yeah. it's a really good way for us to, to look at that, whether you're in a long distance relationship or if you're in, you know, relationships are our best ways of doing our own work. And so if you choose to, right, if you don't disappear, like I did, if you choose you know, if you choose to, I think our relationships just give us these opportunities. Um, and so, yeah, so if you're having a feeling and if it's a feeling you had similar to childhood and if it's a feeling or a thought or belief that doesn't seem to match with the facts or sort of what's happening externally, then that's a great, we call them trailheads, a great trigger, a great trailhead to just do a U-turn and look at your own stuff. And look inside to see, okay, what parts of me are activated? Um, because something's amiss. Like something's not matching. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Tammy. I so appreciate you like kind of pulling it apart, teasing it apart to, to, to share that with people, you know, whether they're in long distance relationship or just in a relationship to remember like that, that, you know, our, our triggers are always going to be there. <laughs> um, and, and, and we get to continue to practice leaning in with trust with each other and, and being vulnerable to continue to break through and, and each heal um, or, you know, and it's not end or and times you're going to, you know, you're going to shut down or there's going to be a wall or you're going to want to, um, you know, say I'm done, you know, but I think about, um, and I think I shared this with you just personally, you know, when we were chatting before, um, but last spring, Anthony and I had, um, probably our biggest, you know, and it wasn't even an argument, but just a, a misunderstanding. And we are both immense, like really triggered. And, um, and it, and it, that moment I was like, okay, this is, but I could tell I like checked in with my body and I was having a traumatic response, like, oh, wow, this is old. Like, but I, you know, I really felt it intensely. And I was like, it, it sent me to make that choice. I was like, okay, I think it's time that I seek support again, because, you know, and, and I ended up finding an incredible EMDR therapist and really like opened up this incredible work for me to lean into, um, and scary, <laughs> but, but like so beautifully. And, and I was so thankful, even though like that, that moment that day was really tough. Um, like I'm grateful for it because if anything, it, it allowed me to continue to lean into my work for me and um, opened up in great conversations for both of us and, and has brought us closer. So um, I think it's it's remembering that even though <laughs> it's so hard. Um, and yeah. I love I love that because if we think about our relationships being, um, you know, they're in our lives for healing. Like, like sort of, you know, my partner is in my life um, so that he can work on his own healing and his own stuff. And that I can work on my healing. Like, like that's something our relationships could actually help us do. They can help us heal. They can help us be with, so in IFS, I would say, you know, they can help us be with those parts of us that are so wounded from our past, from our childhoods or from our past relationships. You know, I have so many parts 
that, um, and it's interesting because as I'm getting further and further away from my divorce and further into this new relationship, I'm learning about so many parts that I didn't realize that were there, that were very impacted by my marriage. And so, you know, I could, these are opportunities for me to be with those parts of me. Um, And so then the more I can be with those parts of me, then I can heal. And then, you know, the relationship that I end up with a a closer, more connected relationship, like the more connected to my parts in my system, the more connected I'll be to Henry. Mm. Yeah. And so as soon as I disconnect, right, if I disconnect and I numb and I dissociate because my pain is too much, then I'm going to do that to my partner. Like then I'm dissociated, then I'm cut off, then I'm like, (laughs) and anyways, you know, whatever it is, um, or blaming him, right? I have huge, huge blaming parts. And, you know, if it was very interesting to really see that that, you know, my, my ex would, was even living here. I was blaming him for something. And I'm like, okay, okay, part, you can't blame him anymore. So yeah, you need to do yeah. something else. He doesn't live here. So we got to find, so then I had to, you know, kind of befriend, befriend that part of me that mm-hmm. had been used to blaming him for anything. Just easier to do that, which disconnected me actually. Yeah. It hurt our relationship for sure, but it also disconnected me from the parts of me that felt like I wasn't allowed to make a mistake, right? If there was a mistake, it was his fault, you know? So, so I wasn't able to do work. There was, there wasn't healing there for me. So, so I'm, I'm disconnected from the part of me that feels shame if I make any sort of mistake. Does that make sense? Right. So it makes so much sense, Tammy. Yeah. No. And I so appreciate, I'm just thinking about, you know, a little bit ago in our conversation, the way in which you said like, like, Oh Yeah find, you know, become, finding a different partner doesn't solve and make everything easy and okay. It's like the, like your parts are always going to be a part of you. And, and what you're sharing is you're, you're becoming more intimately connected to those parts as, as challenging as it can be and feel. Um, And I love that you are using just like in the last episode, you're talking about befriending, we were talking about our critic, inner critic, like really just with tenderness and compassion, like learning to befriend all of these parts of ourselves that we might feel deep shame about, you know? Um, so I, I just so appreciate your rawness and your vulnerability in this, Tammy. And just, I'm feeling so much in my physical body right now, because I can just relate to so much of, I think, you know, you and I are, are similar in some ways. Um, and just, you know, the parts of me that, wants to show up perfect all the time and make everything okay. And uh, wants to avoid conflict and, um, is such the people pleaser. And in my past relationship, my marriage, my former marriage, as well as just, I would say all of my different relationships from being a teenager up until now, it was very, um, not very, but definitely codependency, you know, was, was a part of it. And, um, and I think being in, I would say coming back to the long distance feats for me being in a long distance relationship and also with the person that Anthony is and his personality has really, um, he's such a powerful mirror and also just steady, calm, clear, has this clear way of just holding space and listening with, and, and I'll be like, 
sometimes desperately seeking assurance and reassurance and just wanting him to say certain things and, and, and he'll just beautifully listen, but he won't, he's not there to say those things because he's helping me to remember, I need to find that love and, and that reassurance for myself within me. And so that has been my biggest growth through being in long distance when we can't, I can't keep like chasing down the finished processing and he may have to go. And then I'm sitting with some unease and like, okay, what can I do for myself to love myself right here? (laughs) I love that. And I think that, you know, there, there are younger parts of you and of me that have looked for either mom or dad or ex-husband or, or current partner, current husband to love them. But what they actually need is they need us. They need the, the, true self, the authentic self, like they need the love from me. And so, you know, when I love up on them and when they're attached to me and connected to me, I, there's a completely, I show up in a relationship completely different is those younger parts aren't grabbing at Henry um, to get something from him or get love from him. And he can feel that. And then he disconnects, right? He can, this sort of grabby, you know, grabby, like I'm needing you to love me. And that feels very, and then he, and then his parts react to that. Um, so unfortunately, you know, it's sort of, we're not just dealing with our own parts. We're dealing with our partner's parts. <laughs> and so, you know, they're not like a blank slate or they're not sort of always an authentic self. So often what happens is we have parts, right? You're like, I need to keep processing. And then Anthony's like, either, you know, that's something happens for him in that, or he's just busy or whatever. So, I um, mean, that's what often, often happens. And that's sort of the dance of a relationship sometimes, right? If, if my parts, if, if we have a part to part relationship, right? My parts are activated and that activate his parts and my parts that are needy activate his parts that are like, nope, not like, I, I don't want to lose myself in a relationship or, you know, that feels pressure to me. And so he's out, like, and then he disconnects. And then my needy parts are like, ah, completely freaking out. Um, which then brings up parts of me that are like, well, fine. I don't, you know, sort of sassy teenage parts, um, it just makes it so complicated. But the thing is, is if, if I can be there, like if I do that U-turn and I look at my own parts and what do they need from me, not from Henry. I mean, I do need things from Henry, but if I can be there for those younger parts of me, then, then that neediness is going to feel really different. Or sort of the adult me needing something is going to feel very different than those little, little children, little child parts of me that didn't get their needs met when they're younger. Because that's the other thing. If not only, not only is you know, our, our new relationships playing out stuff from our old relationships, our old relationships play out stuff from our childhood. So we go from childhood with tons of stuff that we haven't, you know, healed from into a relationship. And then it's like that's, you know, if we're not looking at our parts and we're not, you know doing our own work in some way, then whatever happened in our childhood just get, gets played out in our first relationship. And that's your only relationship and you guys can work through it and stuff. I mean, I, I do hope that for people, but that's what happens. There's plenty yeah. of childhood stuff. So Tammy, before we hit record, you were sharing, you were feeling really raw and you even opened up sharing that. I'm curious to know what, um, if you were to kind of pause and just ask that part of you, or maybe it's multiple parts, a group. Um, what is, what is she, or what are they needing right now? 
And is there a certain age of you that shows up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what I'm noticing is before, before we talked at all, there was this raw, like I thought I was about to cry. Um, part of me and notice that like, as I'm thinking about it right now. So um, if we think about, like, I can think about what that was like. And as I think about that, I can remember my body can remember. So I'm feeling that in my belly a little bit with this raw. Um, I almost get this, this vision of a, of a, of a part that's like looking back and forth, like, like, you know, sort of, just kind of um, unsteady, unsure, and kind of looking back and forth, a little bit scared, like like almost like her eyes can't land on anything. Mm. And then I can feel that, like I can feel that in my body, this sort of like this feeling of this part where her eyes can't land on anything. Um, and then I and then I notice sort of this other part that's like, well, just go to bed. <laughs> just go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Yeah, and what I don't get an age necessarily, but I get this image of definitely elementary school, definitely, you know, between like five and 10 as I look at her. That's what I'm noticing. Yeah, and I'm just going to take a couple of deep breaths. The other thing I noticed about, about that rawness is it felt better as you and I talked. And I remember thinking like, okay, I'm not alone in some of the stuff I'm going through. Like Annie's been through some of this crazy stuff. Um, I'm not alone in it. So I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to let her know that she's not alone, that I'm here. I'm just see. Mm. Yeah. So if I let her know that she's not alone, that I'm here, and then I actually get her to like, I kind of stand in front of her. So I'm, I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm checking in how I feel towards her as I feel, I'm noticing one part that feels like annoyed with her. Like she's really making us anxious mm. Get that part to step back. And I'm just going to see how I feel towards her now. Yeah. I feel a lot of compassion for her. Like, gosh, she's got to feel really uncomfortable to be that scattered and scared and yeah I think I'm just gonna ask her how she's feeling actually all she wants right now is a hug from me so I'm just gonna give her a hug yeah and I can feel her just sort of crumble into me and that feels a lot better she can shut her eyes she doesn't have to she doesn't have to be looking around like scanning like that Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Tammy, for for taking us through that with you. And just so listeners know, um, Tammy, sorry to you put your hand on your heart, which is one of my favorite things to do toward myself as well. And I could literally see your your shoulders, like everything just softened in that moment. And when you started to breathe a little bit more deeply as well. So thank you. Thank you for that opportunity. I think. Yeah. And I can later go back and journal about her and journal and sort of see what what's going on with her, kind of like what was happening, why she was having to track like that, you know, was, I can think about it. Like I can think, okay, you know, I know all the craziness that's happening in my life and I can think about that or I could ask her 
And that's going to feel really different if I can ask that part of me, how are you feeling? What's going on? What do you want to tell me about about that? And then I could journal what she says. Mm. So I'll yeah, do, I'll do I that love later. That. that connects directly back to our first episode where you were talking about how powerful journaling is for you, but also for other people, just that invitation of compassionate curiosity with ourselves and with all of our parts that show up. You know, sometimes we want to shame them or beat them up, or we stay, as you said, in our minds, very like cerebral about it. And we can, we can, of course, justify why we might be feeling a certain way, but actually like allowing ourselves to feel it and get curious um, with those parts is, is so beautiful, Tammy. And I, I really think that you're walking us through your process right now is um, such an invitation for others to practice that themselves and for me too. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. very, I feel way more grounded. <laughs> I feel way more grounded. I feel grounded in my seat. I feel calmer and slower and more embodied for sure. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm thinking, Tammy, right before you signed on, one of, one of my practices, if I, um, you know, if I just have a moment is sometimes I'll check Insight Timer because I like to use Insight Timer app for meditations or just like, you know, just to um, either guide a meditation or just to breathe or put on music. And I hadn't been on there yet today. And the um, the quote, because they always pop up a quote, it's, it's feeling so it's feeling in perfect timing. It's, it's um, Virginia Woolf says, I am rooted, but I flow. So I thought that was perfect to share. <laughs> yeah. That is perfect. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So thank you for hopping back on with me and just being completely raw and honest and real. It is one of the one of the beautiful things I appreciate about you, Tammy, is being able to land and go right there. You know, I think that um, so powerful, it's relatable um, and invites others to practice doing the same. So I know that there are, you know, I had mentioned, <laughs> I want to know all about what led you to do the work you do. And I think, I think I feel like we got the answer right here is just who you are and, and you're sharing with others. And thank you for all that you you continue to do out there and who you are. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Annie. And same to you. I mean, I think you bring who you are to all the work you do, which is why you are just such a light for, for me and for so many people. And I'm sure for the listeners of your podcast. So thank you for all you do. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. Send you a biggest hug. I will take it. I'm going to give you a big hug back. Thank you. Thank you.